you're saved, thrust into this world, you're running hard for God. And so kind of back me up a little bit because yeah. you get to this point where you're like, okay, wait, is this, was that more like for you? Was it just a kind of a, like a, sounds like a coming of age thing where you're mm. just like, okay, are my convictions really my convictions? You're in that stage of like school and college and there's a lot happening yeah. in anybody's, I'm assuming like your early twenties mm-hmm. when this is going on. So how do you, what's that like? Like, what do you, when you get to that point of like, I don't, is this even real? Is it you just show up in the church service one day and you just tilt your head? And you're like, mm, I don't know anymore. It's interesting. So looking back, I think what happened is, you know, from like 16 to 18, I'd say I based my faith a lot upon a lot upon personal experiences. Okay. And so, and I feel like I had a lot of valid personal experiences of God, of answers to prayer, of hearing testimonies of other believers, of cool things God had done in their life. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it wasn't a, it wasn't that it was like a bad thing to have my faith in, but my faith was so in that, that when I would run into an experience that seemed to contradict it, mm. um, it, it led me to questioning a lot of things. And, okay. and it, you know, to be specific, it was an instance with one of my friends who was a Mormon and began to share a story of answered prayer. And I didn't even know what to think of that because from my upbringing, it was like, dude, you believe something different. Why would you have an answer to prayer? But it seemed like a real answer to prayer. So I just didn't even have a framework to understand what that could be or mm-hmm. is it an answer? It was just enough to really rock my faith. Gotcha. And so I'd say it was my faith was built on like a pretty weak foundation up to that point, And then it got exposed, you know? Wow. So yeah. you, how long would you say you were in that season? Like you, uh, uh, I would say like probably two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I would say like, it's kind of like you see it happen where someone is newly saved and they could be like 10 out of 10, like radical is kind of a good word for it, right? Like yeah. they're hardcore, you for know, sure. You're like, I was hardcore. Like, yeah, I was you that get kid. saved today. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, man. That's cool. Yep. So it's cool. I mean, I think it's, it's not uncommon. It's probably even a natural part of your salvation story is you, mm-hmm. you, these ebbs and these flows. And I think, um, yeah, that was me at that time for sure. And, um, yeah, it's interesting how, how things had worked out. See, the, having the firm foundation, like that really being rocked. Mm-hmm. I've also seen that in people who've grown up in church mm-hmm. who never got to experience like other things. Yep. And so then they meet the real world and they have these yearnings, these desires that they just didn't get to talk about. That's real. And no one was it was just, oh, that's the devil. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, but I feel some type of way. That's real. And then they get old enough to experiment, just living life. And then they take it and they run with it. And then, you know, for some people, I'm like, we're still trying to pray them back into the kingdom. Yeah. And for others, they they had their season. And then they're like, okay, all right, God, I'm done. And then yeah. they're back. But I think everyone in some aspects, multiple times in your life, like you, you come back to like, okay, but do I believe what I really believe? Yeah. And that's a, a pretty natural part of just faith. Yeah, I would say so. Right. Like I think of growth and you, you probably think of it similar. It's never just like a nice straight or diagonal trajectory. Right. I wish. I wish. Like, (laughs) Like I like when people talk about growth is like a spiral, like, like, you know, like, 
I don't know, like there's moments where it looks like you're going backwards, but really you are going forward, mm -hmm. you know, and there's moments where you're going forward, but you will be coming backward a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like yeah, there's, just, it has ebbs and flows. There's no, um, it's a weird kind of, you just got to be, I hate that whole cliche, you know, you just got to be, you got to enjoy the journey. It's about mm -hmm. the journey and not the destination. I'm like, okay, we overuse that a lot. Yeah. But the journey is, it's important. You're right. Because the terrain is not the same everywhere. Yeah. Depending on where you go, you know, today we're in jungles and it's like, all right, this is thick and I have no idea where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And then other times you're just in the desert, just staring off into the distance and you're like, and this is just as bad. You're right. <laughs> this is just as bad. Like, I don't know which one of these I would prefer, yeah. uh, but that's a part of the, it is a part of the journey. Yeah. And I've noticed too, like, I feel like one of the things that's interesting is, as I look back at what kind of made it maybe a tougher season was the fact that when I did have certain questions and I would ask someone in leadership, those questions, the answers I would get were really poor. And that's not always the case at all churches at all, right? But mm -hmm. like that was just my experience. Right. And it started to erode my confidence in the church because I was like, man, do they really think that this solves that question or that problem? Yeah. And it made me just, it, it just decreased that faith and that, you know, that confidence that I think I had even in like leadership and some of those things. And I feel like a lot of people kind of have that experience with different things. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, like you said, they experience the real world and there's something that seems to contradict maybe what they had grown up assuming or being taught. And the reality is, is sometimes there's more than one way to understand something. Mm -hmm. And not all things are that way, but but there certainly are things like that. And just because you grew up in an upbringing where your church said, the answer to that question is this, there might be a different answer. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I think it's okay to say, I don't know. Right. Because there's times I go like, God, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really, I don't, I have no reference of, uh, I, there's just nothing to, for me to look at. And even in people's lives around me, for me to look at and say, I understand where this is going. Mm -hmm. And in or, instead of just giving a quick answer, yeah. it's just like, I, there's some gray area in a lot of, a lot. even in the Bible, like you're reading and they say something in a verse and then they move on and you're like, there ain't no commentary on this. Right. No one's gonna no one's gonna talk about this, huh? <laughs> We're just gonna God just drop that in there and then he move and then he moves on. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's even for blessings and for, you know, things that we would consider a curse yeah. or a sin. Like, you know, we get the prayer of Jabez, and then it's like this person begot, this person begot, this person begot, and then Jabez prayed this prayer and God blessed him, and then this person begot, and you're like, well, that's a great blessing. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. God, what is this about? And he's like, it, Jabez is inconsequential. It doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> Just know that this is important and then move on. Mm -hmm. And so I can, I can understand yeah, that, that aspect works. of it. 